I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. I didn't figure you as one for bullshit. We fight! You tell me when I'm being an arrogant son of a bitch, and I tell you when you're being a pain in the ass. I mean, seriously, I feel like I'm financially inside of you or something. Okay. I'm jacked. I'm jacked to the test! Open the door for them. Would you put on some clothes, please? Oh, I'm sorry. Is this bothering you? No, it's not. Cal, my chiffon's is in your face for 20 minutes. It's not bothering you. We got a bigger problem. Okay, it bothers me. I don't care. Did you fall down the hill? I had like two and three drinks, Tops. Yeah, that's why you can't walk straight. Oh, excuse me. I'm carrying a dead body and I have a chiffon's in my face, so I'm sorry I'm not Kishner off. You can't even say Barishnikov. You did, didn't you? You uh, fell down the mill. You get drunk, you lose your gun, you take your header off the balcony, and now you're going to tell me it's like a, a hallowed time on a detective ploy, right? It was very slippery up there, okay? I was, I was in the pool. You were in the pool? Yeah. Why? I had to question the mermaids. What were you doing while I was working? Thank you. Let's get rid of this guy. Oh, All right, welcome back, everyone, to another special episode of the Best Thing We've Seen podcast. My name is Flo. And I'm Gabe, and I'm really excited for this one. Aren't we always excited for the special episodes, though? We are, we are, but the last one and this one are very special. Yes. Because I think we're both big fans of both of these actors. Yes, it's another male. Well, it's in the title. I mean, and we Fair just enough, heard we yeah. just heard the intro too. <laughs> but um, all right. I think like we've done like this is our eighth special episode, and I think we've been big fans of every single actor we've done it on. No, yeah, it's fair I, to say. I already forgot who like the second and third one were. Like the first one was Brad Pitt. Then we had we had Amy Adams. Amy Adams, yeah. Emma Stone, Bradley Cooper. It was Emma Stone, right? Emma Stone, Bradley Scarlett Cooper. Johansson. A couple of great ones, yeah. Yeah. So, um, how are you doing, Gabe? I'm doing fine. I also have to get back to doing stuff for university, as you just told me you have to do as well. Yeah. Which sucks, because time is running out, and I'm way too fucking lazy for my own good, so... Sure. We'll see how it works out. How about you? Well, it's been a stressful couple of days and weeks, but um, I've been looking forward to this recording, because... Uh, the, this guy, like Ryan Gosling, obviously is in the title. We, we're going to talk about his career today. I don't think, and I'm, I'm being genuine now, I don't think there's an actor that has a more impressive filmography than this guy. I'm being quite genuine with this. Um, Dude, I totally agree. Like, looking at his letterbox like, credits, what he has been in, just looking through the, all the things, and I was like, all right, he's done this and this and this. All of this great ass scrolls down. And then <laughs> more, pre- more, more. the list pretty much ends because he doesn't have that many more films and all of his fucking greats. Like, yeah, pretty much every one of his films is like a masterpiece. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. So I was I was excited to record this, and um, uh, even though it's a stressful time for me, it's just you know hopefully we'll we'll have some fun talking about this guy. And um, yeah, we also have to say that this is another um. Fan requested episode. It sounds so weird to say fan and requested. Not a, I think it's the first fan request, right? You're right. Hold on. Like we, we just were mentioned doing it, right? the the next one or the one after that. We'll do the second request, but this is the first request that we actually took and are excited to do. I, I, are you sure? I, I, I'm like sure. I, I think I'm having a Jake brain. Jake Gyllenhaal right and uh, Scott Jensen. All of those were not fan requests. The other one was 
one of your favorites, which I'm not going to name because <laughs> we'll see when we're going to do this. But we can name it. It was Nicolas Cage because we, we talked about it on an episode before. We, we, we teased that we might have to do that too because we got someone told us to do it on him. Yeah, but it's going to be some time maybe because I have so much to <laughs> yeah. watch from him. Dude, uh, I'm ready tomorrow. I'm Nicolas ready Cage. tomorrow. I know you are. I know you are. But um, yeah, um, uh, this one was definitely someone that we wanted to do because we're big fans of him. And um, we also had a, a fan uh, request it. So of course we're going to do it and thank you for the request and we hope we can um provide with an interesting episode and as always the goal of this these episodes are just to give you guys um something to watch maybe you haven't heard of all of these um things that we're going to talk about today and maybe um yeah uh, maybe you're going to want to see them after we discuss them and that's always the greatest thing if you can recommend someone something to someone that um they enjoy and right, do you want to yeah. just uh, give them a quick like uh, rundown of what this special episode is, opposed to just a regular episode? Yeah, because on regular episode we just list the best thing that we've seen in the last like week, but in the special episode we count down our top ten lists of the best thing that we've seen from person. In this case, Ryan Gosling, and on our number one spot. Uh, we're going to tell you the best thing that we've seen from that person. The thing is with this list, we probably have some overlapping films, which are probably at some points not on the same tier on on our respective lists. So if that is the case, and I have something on my number seven spot and Flo has it on his number six spot, we're going to do the discussion right then and there. But if I have something on my number nine spot and Flo has it on his number three spot or something like that, we're going to postpone the discussion for later. Right. And as always, um, we mention it all the time on special episodes, the concept of our show is that we're not just going to talk about movies, but then again, we always seem to talk about movies, but it could it's be, just, yeah. it, it is. Ryan Gosling is someone who is definitely known for his movies. I mean, he's been in, has he been in some TV shows? Yeah, I you think know? like he was like a Disney kid, wasn't he, when right, right, he grew right. up, so sure, maybe. Sure, sure. The Mickey Mouse Club, there. no? Yeah. But um, it could also, the list could also include like YouTube videos. So we had that on the Bradley Cooper special, for example. I I um I think you chose the Between Two Ferns episode and I, I chose the... um. His appearance on Jimmy Fallon, where they both couldn't stop laughing. So it's Dude, I didn't even think about this with Ryan Gosling because there's like a great YouTube video. I might just make a last minute change to this. You know what? I well, will. I'm, I'm glad you. Pre- I'm glad you prepared. <laughs> no, <laughs> I got blindsided by his amazing movie career, but this is just too good. All right, I'm excited. But um, yeah, I think we should just get right into it. Are you Are you ready with your list now? Have you changed it? I, I've changed up my number ten spot. Which okay. I'm sorry about because it's a great piece of cinema. But right. hold on one second. I'm just looking up really quickly if this guy, what has he, what has he been in? I'm just looking on his IMDb, like the early stuff. It's just been like um, one episode appearances on some shows, and then I think, as you said, oh, he was in Breaker High for 44 episodes. I have not heard of this. A group of students attend high school on a cruise ship. Brilliant. <laughs> Never heard of it, already. No. Um. Yeah, but I think his first movie, his first big role was in Remember the Titans, the football movie. Yeah, a film that I haven't seen, to be honest. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, maybe we'll talk about it, maybe we won't. But um, I mean, there are just so many great films on this list that I don't think it would have made the list, uh, except if it was like uh, <laughs> amazing, like fucking yeah. amazing. But. No, I prepared for this episode. I watched quite a few things, um, and it turns out that not a single one of those things made my <laughs> list. <laughs> Uh, just yeah. new things or also a couple of rewatches both well, well right. no the rewatches <laughs> make my list right, I just, right. um, but well at least one of them did but 
I, why, because when we first set the topic of Ryan Gosling, I, w- I wrote down like my temporary top 10. And I was like, okay, what in the world could possibly replace one of those things? Because it's yeah. just so good already. But I was like, okay, I have to watch certain things. I have, I've, I've been missing some um, big things as well. And now I just watch them. And, I, you know, not, neither, the, neither of them are, or not a single one of them made my list. But maybe we'll talk about it on your list. Uh, I don't, maybe. Because from the three new films that I watched, none of them will make my list either, sadly. But okay. no, we'll see. Maybe we'll see. something that you've seen yeah. for the first time now is... Although I don't think it is, it's impossible. I think. Well, let's get into the list. Let's let's, right. let's check it out. Um, I think it's my turn to start because I think you started off with Okja on the Gyllenhaal special. Yeah, I, yeah, I think you're correct. Yeah. So let's get into it. I'm excited for this. This guy, I mean, <laughs> what a career, right? What a filmography and what a thingography. <laughs> no, <laughs> I regret saying it now. Right. So my number ten. Um, that was a tough one. I want to say one thing too. My it's number one to um, one through five was pretty set. Once again, not the order, but the the movies or the things they were set. Um, the ten spot was incredibly difficult. Everything else so, sort of fell in, fell into place, but the ten spot was difficult. I had so many things fighting for this, and I ha- I have some uh, controversial omissions once again. Really controversial, and you're All gonna right. you're even I think for you, but my number ten ended up being uh, the nice guys. Ooh, yeah, that's third up for me. Yeah, I was. Uh, that's what I was thinking. All right, let's uh, <laughs> your turn. So we're <laughs> just right. going to save that discussion to once we get to it on on games list. Right. All right. My number ten thing was something different uh, two minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. But now I picked a YouTube video because why not? We rarely do this. I think we've only done it on the Bradley Cooper episode. I'm not sure, but we're sure, yeah. I think so. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I picked uh, Ryan Gosling won't eat his cereal. Because that's a, such a fucking classic of a meme. <laughs> what? You notice, uh, don't you notice video, uh, the, the videos of Ryan Gosling won't eat his cereal? I'm not sure now. This is this is like an old, old thing, no? Yeah. It's like a guy photoshopped in interviews with Ryan Gosling or maybe also a couple of his film scenes of someone, somebody like trying to feed uh, spoon feed him cereal and he just does a hand move and knocks the spoon out of the person's hand. Right, right, right. And it's such, such a great fucking meme. And then eventually <laughs> the guy who made those videos died, sadly. Oh, God. And Ryan Gosling, uh, in a tribute to that guy, uh, made a video of him actually eating cereal. Eating his cereal, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, it's it's just a fucking amazing meme. And it's, it's so well uh, edited. And <laughs> Dude, I'm so <laughs> interested it. in hearing what the what what sort of, what movie that replaced. Now for number 10 spot. I love the, I love the pick. But <laughs> what, what, what a pick. <laughs> do you want to mention what think, your number 10 was? Yeah, because I don't think it's on your list either. Okay. It would have been my number 10. No. Was like maybe should have put it eight nine. It was such a hard decision, but always, always. I've fluid. only seen it once, and it's a cool film. But his performance was also very great. Right. But yeah, it was First Man. Okay. Okay. Wow. All Is right. it on your list? Yeah. Yeah. We'll get to that. All right. Wow. <laughs> All right. Um. So my number nine now, right? Mm-hmm. My number nine is a movie that um. I'm just gonna say it. It's it's called Stay. Is that on your list? <laughs> I haven't seen that one. No, it was on my to watch list for this special, but I didn't get to it. Well, stay. Um, this is a movie that came out in I think like two thousand five. This is one of his um, 
earlier roles. And it stars Ryan Gosling, Ewan McGregor, and Naomi Watts. And it is one of the... Um, how do I say this? It is a very weird film. And it is genuinely a film that only makes sense at the end. And that is, somewhat, that is something that um, might sound appealing to you. For other people, it might sound incredibly boring and um, like unappealing. Because when you watch this film, and if you don't know anything about it, you're going to be like... I don't know how long the movie is, but right until the very end, you're going to be like, what the fuck is going on? I'm being very genuine. Because it starts off with a with a car crash and then um it just it's got weird edits all over the place and people are talking to each other people are changing like people are swapping uh, positions during their discussions and people are leaving the frame on the right side and entering it again on the left side and a couple of twin like there's an there's a scene where just uh like hundreds of twins are just uh, running uh, past the main character, All right. it literally doesn't make sense, and I'm I, I'm being vague as well because I want you to, I don't want to give away anything. It genuinely just all makes sense at the end, and even if it doesn't make sense to you at the end, it will. You can look up videos on YouTube. There's like analysis videos of these of this of this movie because it is supposed to be like it. it first of all, it completely bombed at the box office. No one loved it. No one understood it basically and now it's it's sort of generated a little bit of a following where um chris stuckman did a brilliant analysis uh, chris stuckman like a youtube reviewer that i really encourage you to to watch after you saw the movie because if you understand the movie you want to watch it again immediately because then the whole movie makes sense and it is really really it's directed by um mark forster who did like um finding neverland and so now I'm blanking on everything, but he's. Uh, I need, hold on, I need to look this up because he's done so many <laughs> great things. He really has. But uh, uh, E. McGregor is the main character in this film. No, right? it is. It is Gosling. It is it Gosling. Is, it right? is Gosling. Because yeah. uh, I looked up the film and he wasn't first built, so I just assumed that it was E. Well, McGregor. You could argue that it's the two of them. All right. But the story sort of centers around. Well, actually, yeah, you could argue that it's the two of them are the main actors, and even Naomi Watts as well. But. Ryan Gosling is definitely one of the main actors. Um, hold on, here, Mark Forster. He did "All I See Is You." That's why we, I know that we t- I knew that we talked about him uh, on a, one of our podcast episodes. I think you watched that by now, right? The, the Blake Lively one where she's yes, blind. Yes, yeah. I have. And he's done World War Z and uh, Quantum of Solace. Christopher That's Robin, yeah, Christopher Robin, Stranger Than Fiction, which we both love. Right. And Monsters Ball, a great director, and Stay is certainly. Uh, up there with with one of his best films. So check Very it out. different films. Yeah, like for sure. Kite Runner and then yeah, Fix Like Stranger in Fiction. Yeah, it's a really interesting movie. Um, that's that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> all right, cool pick. What's I, your number nine? My number nine is something that's going to be most definitely in, in your top three. I know what you're going to say. Crazy Stupid Love. I'm going to say it's higher than nine. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to say where it is. <laughs> Just a guess on my it's part. Outrageously low, by the way. My number. <laughs> I'm going to talk about it why later. My number eight is First Man, which we just right. talked about. Um, I'm I'm interested. I thought this was going to make your list because we we saw this movie together at the film festival. Yeah, and um, I have to be. I have to sound uh, maybe a bit douchey and pretentious now, but Please what? Do. Yeah, thank you. I, I you know I, I love to do it. 
But I saw this movie again in Berlin with my dad because there was a special. We were there for like sightseeing reasons, and we also wanted to watch this movie in IMAX. I'm not sure now if this movie was shown in IMAX 70 millimeters. I'm I'm blanking on this now, which is embarrassing. But anyway, what it, what it means is that if you watch this movie in IMAX, there's a sequence towards the end, the lunar sequence where they're on the Spoiler. moon. Yeah, it's called First Man. It's about <laughs> Neil Armstrong who was traveling to the moon. <laughs> but he, what, the, he did it? Yeah, he I did it. it was all fake. No, no, no. Well, he could be. That what the movie was. No, no, it couldn't be. <laughs> Let's not go down this road. Yeah. But what was amazing is this lunar sequence at the end of First Man. Once they exit the spaceship, the whole screen expands and it literally like fills the entire wall. And that is so breathtaking because it also like the, it sucks the air out and you got like the silent uh, landscape of the moon and just gigantic uh, dimensions on the biggest screen you can imagine. That was sort of what's, what I had to put this movie on, uh, on my top 10 list because that sequence alone sort of, it really took my breath away. And also the score. I mean, it's, it's, done, it's, it's, obviously it's directed by Damien Chazelle who... Yeah did La La Land with Ryan Gosling, for example, and he also directed Whiplash, who, which I think is an, is a masterpiece. I Literally, like, period, that's a masterpiece. And the score in all of those movies, I mean, Whiplash, I'm not sure if it has score other than just the drums, but it's done by Justin Hurwitz, who won an Oscar for La La Land, and he also scored First Man, and it's just incredible music as well, especially... Um, when they get to the moon as well. It's got some beautiful, beautiful music. And it's, yeah, I, I, why, did, why did this not make your list? I'm, I'm not judging. Well, it was on my list like a couple of minutes ago. But uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, I uh, know, Ryan Gosling won't eat a serious, like iconic <laughs> meme and just a funny thing. Oh, sorry, that was your number 10. I, it was yeah, my number sorry, 10, yeah. yeah. And first, it is a great film. And to say Ryan Gosling won't eat a cereal is a better thing is not of course, true. Of course, of like course. First Man is just a better product, period. Just look at the production value. And I agree with you, especially like the lunar scene. And like you said, we watched together at the Vienna Film Festival. Right. It was not IMAX, but the sound was still amazing. And I would have loved to see it, uh, have seen it again in IMAX. Because like the scene with, like you said, absolute silence. And then just those those very... Uh, minimal sounds coming out of like this uh the landing part yeah and then the music with the landing sequence is breathtaking it is beautiful yeah but i didn't think of it at first like as like the ryan Gosling thing because he's very cool and he's amazing in this film he very much i think embodies like a bit of the shyness and uh he's very exclusiveness subdued. of yeah of neil armstrong yeah i did seem quite shy actually mm-hmm. and but I, I didn't think of it like as the Ryan Gosling thing. And that's why I put it at number 10 because like number nine, also now my number eight spot, with, uh, which is coming up is yeah more of an, I don't know, funny character, I guess, and more memorable character. Fair enough. I mean, it was but, a tough yeah. list. We, we had to make it some is. tough omissions. And I just, I, I think the film is amazing. Go check it out, especially if you're interested in like space uh, history. Yeah, and Claire Foy is great, and their relationship yeah, is great. Really is. And um, yeah, I had to put it on. What's right. your number eight? My number eight, don't know if it's going to make your list, uh, The Big Short. That was a tough cut. All right. That was a well, tough cut. Well, The Big cut. Short, I wasn't that 
big of a fan of it when I first saw it, but I rewatched it like a couple of days ago. Yeah, and you, 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 how many films did you rewatch for this? Twenty-five. Uh, <laughs> I watched three new films and I rewatched like five or six. That's that's commitment. Yeah, very good. Like the last five to seven days. Right. Yeah, because we just sorry, came sorry. back on Sunday. Yeah, anyway, uh, yeah, it was way better than the way I remembered. Maybe I think I was just overwhelmed when I first saw it. Was this kind the of first l- time you saw it again? Yes, the theater. Yes, okay. it is. Okay, okay. Or it was, and the thing is, uh, it's about the real estate crisis and the economic crisis in the two thousands, in the two thousand eight, two thousand nine. I think two thousand eight. The housing really bubble. Hit. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, and it is a quite complex uh, topic, especially if you're not uh, well versed in economic terms and things like that. And it's quite fast paced, and a lot of terms and things are thrown at you, and they try to explain in kind of like a relatable way with like Margot Robbie in a bubble bath explaining yeah. shit to you. They play with that thing where they, yeah. Yeah, they, and they talk a lot with the camera. And yeah. It was 2006, what, 2007. Sorry, I just looked it up. Right, yeah. And the narrator of the, this film, to kind of put this film a bit more into context, is Ryan Gosling, who also plays a character in this film. He narrates the film as the character. Who's this very eccentric, uh, so, uh, arrogant real estate or banking guy. He's great. And yeah, he is great. And he's so funny. And there's this one scene which was so great. And when I saw it again, I just remembered seeing it in the cinema. And just such a funny scene where the it Jenga goes to pieces? the bathroom. Also great. I love that scene. <laughs> where it goes to the bathroom and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, tries to talk to somebody because they have like an insight into the that the housing crisis is going to start and they kind of bid against it. So when that happens, they get a big, big payout because they bid against the banks, pretty much. Right. And he goes to the bathroom to talk to the guy he's doing this with and kind of screens it and throws everybody out of the bathroom and whoever wants to go in to uh, take a leak. He <laughs> just throws them out and then when he hangs up the phone, the bathroom stall opens, there's this guy there. <laughs> and it's such a funny scene. He's just... It's a great film and it's quite complex, like I said, especially in the first watch. So be prepared for that, but it is worth it. And it is quite an interesting topic or setting because it's quite a recent thing and it's quite an important thing. And it really shows you how, like, what is going on in the heads of like bankers and how this whole system is so fucked. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's now a typical Adam McKay film. I mean, he's done it again with Vice, where he is sort of breaks the fourth wall in a, in, a, in a way and just talks to the audience and just explains shit to them um, in between in between scenes. And as you said, in, in Big Short, they did it with Selena Gomez and with Anthony Bourdain, the cook, yeah. and uh, um, with Margot Robbie in a bubble bath. And it's just a fun way of sort of explaining difficult topics. And, and I agree with you. It is very difficult to understand. And even now, if I, I haven't seen it in, uh, I don't know, a couple, one or two years maybe, but um, I would need a refresher on these things again. So yeah. uh, it's 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 a complex subject, but it's 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 a great great film. And yeah. Christian Bale in this, and it's Steve Carell, amazing and, cast, yeah, incredible. Brad Pitt, and yeah, oh that's right. I think I had it on my list on the Brad Pitt thing. Um, I think yeah, Brad I think so too. Yeah, yeah. It didn't make my list then because, like I said, I well, he's got a very such, small part. Yeah, he like comes in at like over an hour into the movie. Yeah. But that's why I didn't put it on my Brad Pitt list because I had forgotten how good this film is just because I think I was just so overwhelmed the first time I saw it. 
Yeah, I mean, the reason why I didn't pick Big Short, um, I th- it was tough. I wanted to put it on, but I, I just feel like Ryan Gosling was in the other things that I picked more. And I don't remember him being the narrator, actually. I'm, but I said I haven't seen it again. But I just remembered him sort of flying in and out of scenes and just being sort of like a, a side character more than and, and not like Steve Carell and, and Christian Bale. And, I think he's... A- Oh no, he's there are a few of them, but he's one of the few characters who also, except for like when he's narrating, actually look at the camera and like, yeah, 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 talk to them because Steve Carell, Brad Pitt don't do this in this film. You're right, you're right, you're right. But yeah, great pick, but, love that movie. What's your number seven? My number seven. It's not gonna make your list. Hundred percent. I know it. One thousand percent. I've recommended it before. No, I know it because you didn't like that movie. Um, it's called Fracture. <laughs> love that movie. Absolutely hate that, love movie. that movie. What do you mean? <laughs> hate that movie. I, I really don't like it. Let's put it that way. Oh, he's such a prick. He's such. A <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Talk about. Fracture. No, we, I think I think I recommended on one of our Netflix recommendations a couple of months ago by now. Um, I mean, it's a courtroom film. It's a law a law drama with Ryan Gosling, Anthony Hopkins, who is hysterical in this movie as a guy who doesn't want a like a lawyer to defend him because he just sort of knows the justice system and he just knows what he has to say and feels untouchable and he's like challenging Gosling's character you come on you you can you can uh like get me you can you can uh bring me down just just look just what did I do what what how did I manage to get away with this um and I just love the 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 I love Hopkins in this. I, it, it's a Ryan Gosling list, but Hopkins is sort of the, the main selling point for me for this movie. It's got Rosamund Pike in it as well as uh, Ryan Gosling's boss, I believe, who develop a relationship, of course. Um, and it just, yeah, about it's a crime, murder, mystery, and Ryan Gosling is sort of trying to figure out what the hell actually happened while the guy who is um, apparently the murderer is just sort of sitting right there and just like smiling because no one is able to figure out what he did. Um, love that movie. Love that movie. <laughs> I think it's an interesting film. I think it just didn't grab me. It just wasn't the kind of film for me. That's why I didn't like it that much. Did you think it was an interesting movie? <laughs> Be I honest. think the premise was interesting. Yeah. I didn't think the execution was... I don't know. It's totally fair. I dude. think I need to rewatch it to effectively argue why i didn't like it yeah yeah it's i mean been a while yeah i love that movie what's your number seven yeah uh, my number seven is once again a film but i'm not sure you have on your list is half nelson okay no it's not it's not on my list i have, have you seen I have, it? I have seen it yeah all right half nelson is a very serious drama with ryan gosling in the lead role and it was actually his first oscar nomination he got it for this film and the first time i saw it i wasn't once again, I wasn't a huge fan of the film, especially like the ending. I think didn't really click with me. Yes, and but on a rewatch, I appreciated it way more because I think I knew what to expect. And <laughs> rewatching this was a bit of a chore. Out of sync. The film on was Amazon? amazing. Yeah. Did you rewatch on Amazon as well? Well, no. The audio. I, I wanted to look i looked it up on amazon and i i saw that it was out of sync and i was like okay i'm not gonna go through this that was yeah but i have seen it it's just i wanted to like saw certain scenes again i wanted to see but like you said just said half nelson on amazon prime it is on there but it is out of sync the audio like half an hour in you actually actually watched that like you 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 like finished watching that out of sync 
I that. did. That's it was incredible. hard. That's um, that's very impressive. For like when I first noticed it, that it was out of sync, I just tried to do whatever I could. Like I don't know, is there something I can do? Like change something in the settings, whatever. Yeah. Nothing, and it was infuriating. Yeah. But yeah, I did it anyway, and then after another half an hour, I kind of forgot about it. And I tried to not look at their mouth while they talk. <laughs> that also helped. Yeah. But it was like half a second out of sync, which is a lot. Do you do you think it's um, a justified nomination? I think his performance was really fucking good. And just because uh, he plays a, a teacher in like an inner city school in New York, I think. And he is also quite a fuck up in the way that he's also very much addicted to drugs. Uh, I think crack. It looks like crack, what he's smoking. Uh, yeah, they yeah. actually said, yeah, they, they found a crack pipe later. and But he has a very good relationship with his students. He's a history teacher. And one of the students, whose name I've sadly forgotten. Um, uh, Dre. Dre, right. Uh, a kid, a girl named Dre in the school who, who he's become kind of friends with because he kind of drives her home. And she then kind of discovers that he's also got a drug problem. But it become kind of friends and which is kind of a complicated thing you can't just be friends with like a 13 year old yeah it is a very strange relationship it is but it's kind of understandable and they they kind of then or Ryan Gosling kind of notices how that it is weird <laughs> yeah but well Anthony Mackie sort of challenges him challenges him no sorry yeah Anthony that's right yeah because uh Dre's brother went to prison he was like an old friend of her brother, and he also is kind of one of those guys who sells drugs to yep. Ryan Gosling. Yep, yep. Which is, yeah, just a recipe for a disaster. That's a combination of three people. Yeah. and But it's just such an interesting thing because you see Ryan Gosling trying to date. There's a scene where he tries to date one of his colleagues. And although it seems to go so well, you kind of see how much he just starts fucking about fucking things up because as much as he seems like a great guy when he is sober as soon as he takes drugs which he just can't stop yeah he just fucks everything up and it's a very hard film at times just because it seems quite real and the way he behaves from becoming sober to becoming uh well he is a drug addict even when he's sober but falling back into uh, old patterns yeah, I think he's he's very very excellent in this film. Yeah, it's just that the movie does. as a whole, I I didn't like the movie. I'm just gonna say it, I didn't like the movie. I yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of it. I mean, I did like it, but I wasn't a huge fan of it when I first saw it. Like I said, the ending is quite not what one would expect. Yeah, but I think it is. I didn't mind the, the second ending, rewatch yeah. or in the first rewatch. It is, I think, a pretty good ending because. It's not an absolute ending, and I think such a story can't have an absolute ending. It actually ended. Um, I was expecting a different ending. I was yeah. expecting the movie to be over after a certain scene, and then um, things happen that I didn't expect. But yeah, yeah. all right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, right. it's it was um, uh, it's his f- one of two Oscar nominations, and um, yeah. yeah, it's it's a valid pick. It's a valid pick. He's great in this. What's your number six? Uh, this is gonna be. You're gonna you're gonna say this is higher for you. Um, now we're just getting into territory where every film I'm gonna say from now on till number one is um, excellent. Yeah. Um, six is Place Beyond the Pines. It's a bit higher. Okay. We can talk about it now, if you want. Is it your five? It's my four. Okay. Sure. If you want to talk about it, sure. 
I mean, we talked about this on the Bradley Cooper special. Um, I think we both had it very high on, on his list as well. And we're, um, we're fans of this. This is a movie that I think not a lot of people have seen. Um, and it's very difficult to explain. I think, obviously, we tried to do it on the Cooper special. It, it's, it's a story told in three... Um, three... Um, chapters. Chapters, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And the first one is, is Ryan Gosling. He's sort of, he's a, well, he's a biker. I wouldn't like spoil who's in what chapter. I wasn't going to say number three. All right. <laughs> but thank you. I appreciate you saying it nevertheless. Well, the first ch- chapter is Ryan Gosling. His, his sort of arc, story, chapter. Yeah. Second one, Bradley Cooper sweeps in. And then the third one is, <laughs> I'm not going to say it. Um, but it's, it's so difficult to talk about the movie because uh, we don't want to give it away. Yeah, I thought about this as well when I rewatched it. I think two days ago, or maybe yesterday. I'm not sure. I think two days ago. Yeah, and I thought about this watching the film. Like, how could you describe the film without telling telling somebody what it is actually about? Right. Because yeah, when I first watch it, just I had no idea, and just seeing it unfold is an amazing experience. And then I thought, like, the best way to describe it, and now I'm gonna sound do- douchey, maybe. It's like I described like the chapters, like the first one, like being about love and what that does to people. The second one about corruption. The third one about loss. Wow. And it just, <laughs> yeah. Not bad. It's uh, an amazing uh, ride to go along, well, pun we intended. Can, yeah, thank you. I was going to say, we can um, <laughs> give a, you can talk about the story. It's about a guy who is robbing banks in order to provide for the people he loves and then Bradley Cooper is a cop who's trying to catch him. I mean, uh, that's not giving away anything. Sure, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a part of the film. Right? Well, yeah. yeah. I um, think it's more of... Sure. Less about what the film's about, but more what, like, the characters go through. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very Which, well said. Yeah. Which, for for it to make sense to you, what we're saying is, please please watch the film. Please seek it out. Yeah, it's just, an incredible just film. Just watch it. Yeah. And it's directed by Derek C. and Friends, who's a guy who's <laughs> going to be on your list again. Um, we'll talk about him a bit Probably. later again. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's so funny just because you said the writer's name because we before we started recording, <laughs> I had to look up how to pronounce his last name because I wasn't sure. Yeah, <laughs> now you didn't. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. All right. Should we? Course. I mean, I think we talked a little bit more in depth about it on the Cooper special, but once yeah, again, it's it's a, it's a tough one to talk about. It's one of I think it's that film on the list that you have to go in blind. Or yeah. The, to know it's better to know less than more right right right, right. what's your um six now my number six is a film that i think you didn't like as much okay pretty sure it's is drive it half, half nelson no <laughs> <laughs> i think drive you're not a huge fan of drive right i rewatched this all right is it, it is my list? number 11 all right it was a tough one dude Fair really enough. tough one yeah but uh drive is one of like one of the first Ryan Gosling films that I saw and like thought to myself, all right, oh, wow. dude, Ryan Gosling is pretty amazing. And I, <laughs> the reason I watched this film because I heard great things about it, but I used to listen to a song my brother showed me. It was Night Call by Kavinsky, which is the opening song mm-hmm. of Drive. Mm-hmm. And when you look up Kavinsky Night Call, it says uh, in, uh, in brackets, uh, Drive soundtrack or something like that. Right. And everybody in like in the comments, oh yeah, drive! What an amazing scene! Whoa, whoa! whoa. And I was all right. I finally have to watch this fucking film. Which I mean, I'm telling you the story, but it was like eight years ago, no, ten years ago. 
but it is an amazing film and such an amazing experience and it's by Nicholas Wendingerreffen a Danish director which we were lucky enough to actually see live yeah uh, because you invited me to go watch uh, his well it's no longer his newest work but it was his newest film yeah might be still his newest feature film uh, Knee and Demon and there was a Q&A after that where he was present which was pretty cool thank you for that but sure you you're welcome. <laughs> Drive, Drive is such an amazing film because it conveys so much emotion and it is one of those films where like the soundtrack makes the film. Absolutely. Partly. Yeah. And, and, and it has an amazing soundtrack. <laughs> and I know so many people who have watched the film and then listened to the soundtrack still Yeah, because it is just amazing like this and Real Human Being, which is like yeah. maybe the most <gasps> prominent song in this film. And I learned something so interesting, a fun fact about this song. Okay. This song is about Sully, the pilot. What? Yeah. I looked this up. It wasn't like in the trivia from uh, uh, from Sully. And then I looked it up because the the singer-songwriter of this song, uh, her dad or granddad, after the events unfold with like the landing in the Hudson, right? her gra- uh, dad or granddad said, that's a hu- real human being and a real hero. Oh, dude. And that's I'm... what the song is based on. I'm getting goosebumps. Yeah, that's pretty cool, right? Yeah, that's awesome. And yeah, it's it's about Ryan Gosling playing a getaway driver and then kind of meeting somebody, his neighbor, who's got a small kid and kind of getting to know them and him being quite a subdued gangster kind of guy, well, not really gangster, but criminal life and then kind of trying to become part of this family and then getting sucked into the drama as well. Yeah. And I think pretty much everybody has heard of Drive and it's one of the most mainstream artsy films out there i think yes and it deserves that title of being like this mainstream artsy film because it is not as hard to watch as some of the other films like that would fit that character it's a, it's such a great experience just to watch it and i think you should definitely check it out it is a great great experience and um as you said i think the music sort of as you makes the film and just the vibe in general is quite unique and remarkable it's got like this neon vibe to it as well neon demon (laughs) (laughs) but um i think the violence is sort of also sticks with you because there's so many like different kills in this that are all quite um memorable Uh, it is there's not a single yeah both over the top and so realistic right right at the same time there's not a single like gun to the head shot kill it's like we're slicing up arms we're using shotguns blowing faces off stabbing a guy with a fork in the eye uh i'm I'm hoping maybe there is like a a, i'm gonna say a regular kill in there as well but it's just they all stick with you and they're all like they're super violent and super um uh gory as well at times um if you watch Um, the uncut version i think i think there's different versions yeah i was unlucky enough to once see the cut version which is not half as cool yeah but also an amazing cast you have carrie mulligan as his love interest uh, oscar isaac you have brian cranston it is a cool film and yeah you could go on i mean you got ron perlman (laughs) yeah he's like yeah dude i completely forgot it he was like the yeah. bad bad guy yeah, yeah. one of the guy. bad guys with albert brooks uh, i mean it's a great cast but uh also cool sound design just of him driving the car you really get goosebumps of him yeah. going through the city dude my favorite scene of the whole film is the first one and the opening rem- scene yeah, is it amazing. reminded me like 
obviously Baby Driver came out years after it. Yeah, but it's and like that, the OG Baby Driver scene. Sure. But the, I think the opening of Baby Driver is also the great. I, I did not like Baby Driver, uh, <laughs> but the opening was great. Just the getaway driver sort of proving his skills. Yeah. But I think it's got nothing on drive. And the the way they in, they introduced and included the basketball game, you saw it recently, right? No, no, I haven't seen it oh, in you haven't years. Seen it. But there's I still a, love yeah, yeah, sure, sure. no, no, sure. but there's a, it, it. Just starts off with him just being in his room watching a basketball game, mm-hmm. and the way they that sort of comes into play in during that first getaway scene, I think is brilliant, and yeah. it just sets up the whole movie so well. Um, and yeah, I think also the director kind of mastered the art of cool because the jacket he wears, <laughs> yeah, yeah, wears is such a cool jacket. But in real life, if somebody would wear it. I, it would look so fucking ridiculous. Well, so many people have bought it since. It's like yeah. an official merch and thing now. those yeah. people look ridiculous. <laughs> because only Ryan Gosling in that setting yeah, can pull it off. With that lighting and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah great pick. Right. Yeah, it was a tough, tough omission. Yeah, dude. I'm excited to hear number five then. Well, number five is uh, La La Land. All right. It's a bit higher. Okay. Wow. Okay. Uh, all right. My number five is something you had at number nine or ten. Nice guys. Yes. Which is crazy to me. Well, crazy. I think I had to put it this high and I did it, put it before Drive, although I think all in all I love Drive more just because it means more to me. I think Nice Guys is just an amazing... It's one of the best comedies I know just because you can Ooh. rewatch it and it's still funny. And I every time I watch it, I find something new and I have something new to laugh about. And Ryan Gosling is just shows how much of a great comedic actor he is and I would love to see him in another comedic role. And that... I think this film was perfect for a sequel, but it's mm. perfect the way it is, and maybe they should leave it the way it is. Oh, dear. But I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm restraining myself right now. You're restraining yourself? How come? Well, this almost did not make my list, yeah. because I don't love this movie. This was, I, this was rather disappointing to me when I first saw it, because... You, you're kind of a fan of the director. Love the, love the director. Yeah. Well, I... I that even though that's my that that might be pushing it, I love one of his films, which is Kiss right. Kiss Bang Bang, yeah. which we saw together as well. Um, but I was expecting a similar thing to that, which I got. But the overall story did not click with me, and I didn't like didn't like the villain or the villains in this. What I love love about the movie is Ryan Gosling and and uh, Russell Crowe and their interaction with each other. And yeah. I had to put it on number ten because I think, as you said, this is this might be his funniest performance, Ryan Gosling. He's hysterical in this. He's yeah. so brilliant in this. Um, that's why I put it on. And I love Russell Crowe in this as well. And I just love the, so it's a detective story in the like, what is it, 60s, 70s? I'm so bad with this. 70s. 70s. Um, just trying to uh, solve a mystery um, with lots of humor involved, uh, which is always great. But it's just the overall story didn't work for me. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to let you continue the, the love for it yeah i think i think it's just a perfect uh mixture first of all like the relationships and people like working off each other like like you said ryan gosling and russell crowe are just a comedic genius duo like they're yeah. perfect and also like ryan gosling and the girl who plays his daughter yeah she's amazing i love the scene where she's like daddy they're hookers and stuff so honey don't say there's hookers and stuff <laughs> just, just say they're hookers. They're, they're hookers yeah because <laughs> he hates word and stuff which is such a cool line yeah <laughs> she is great she is amazing and also like there's so many great slapstick scenes like them throwing the p- a person over the fence 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Great. A, a huge laugh, laugh yeah. in the whole audience. Great, <laughs> uh, great moment. And yeah, I think it reminded me a bit of um, Death of Stalin, which I think is also oh. an amazing yeah, comedy. Like I either. love both of those. <laughs> what? Don't like that one either. All right. Well, maybe it's just my uh, my taste. And well, it is. That's there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, <laughs> but if you like that kind of comedy, I think they both have amazing characters and people like working off each other and like the way they just talk is amazingly funny. And you should definitely check it out. It's a comedy film that I can watch and rewatch and rewatch because my problem with comedies is there are a lot of cool comedies, but when I rewatch it, when the, you know the jokes, it's just not funny or entertaining anymore. Yeah. It's just the shock value of a joke in that uh, moment. But Nice Guys, I've seen now three or four times, and it's I think it kind of gets better every time. Do you prefer so, it to Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? I think so, but Kiss Kiss Bang Bang has been years since I saw it, and I only saw it once. Okay. That I, I would love to rewatch it. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's a lot that I don't remember anymore. Yeah. I, mean, I, I love that movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. right. Uh, what's your number four? Well, my number four is, I believe, his best performance in his career. Of his career? Of his Maybe. career. Yeah. Lars and the Real Girl. <laughs> Tough cut. Wow. That's outrageous. What are you talking about? Well, no, I, I rewatched this for, uh, for this podcast. Um, and I, um, I liked it even more the second time. I think this is genuinely him at his best. Um, you could. Uh, uh, there's going to be three things above this on my list where I prefer the the thing as a whole. I'm, it sounds so wrong to say the thing, but you know. Yeah. Um, but if you don't know Lars and the Real Girl, it's about a guy who is um, so so socially awkward and um, like twitches every time someone gets close to him. And I don't know how to describe him. It just you feel for the guy and the way he plays it. You just want to hug him and help him and just be there for him even though that's exactly what he doesn't want you to do yeah i just want to say don't you dare hug him yeah (laughs) but he then the character buys a sex doll and just and pretends well she's his girlfriend then and he like he lives next to his brother and his wife and he's like coming over there and he's like I got a, I got a, someone over. I just I was wondering if I could bring her over to dinner. And she's like, especially her, like she's like super excited because she's like so happy for him that he finally found someone. And then there's this beautiful cut of them like sitting together, and there's just like this sex doll on the couch, and they they just they're just all speechless. And Ryan Gosling, he's like, this is not an act. He's he genuinely, this for him is his girlfriend, and it's just. I mean, and, and he didn't buy this as a sex doll. He just, this is his girlfriend and he falls in love with her. I think her name is Bianca. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it sounds like such a weird premise, but it's then about sort of the whole community and family and all the people in the city eventually like accepting the fact that he bought a sex doll as a girlfriend and then helping him and then, uh, and just, um, doing everything for him and he's got Patricia Clarkson as the as his psychiatrist and the way they do this they just like she how do they how did this start how, did, how does this start off he like 
she like, goes there because she's sick. Like yeah, they're like maybe she's like sick from her long travels. She should go to a doctor, and then she has to do therapy where she needs to rest afterwards for like an hour. And while right. she rests, they talk. So right, she being the, the sex doll. Yeah, yeah. And then, right, exactly, hidden therapy. And then by the time they're waiting, uh, during the time they're waiting, like Patricia Clarkson is actually talking to Ryan Gosling's character. I mean, yeah. You you saw this for the first time a couple of I did for weeks ago, right? yeah a couple of days ago and I thought it was an amazing film and I I heard about this film like this quirky cool romantic weird comedy drama and I knew the premise but I never realized that it was Ryan Gosling in the leading role until I, like looked up what am I missing of like his filmography right and it is a great film and I really liked it but uh, I wouldn't say it's his greatest performance fair. To be honest, and I just like I said, it's also a great film, and I would have loved to put it on the list. But there's just so many other things that I had to put on first. Sure. Oh, it was a tough one, absolutely. And I argued like, should I put it on like the tenth place? Maybe not, but maybe similar to your drive pick, it's like my number eleven, maybe twelve. Gotcha. But yeah, it's a cool pick, and there are a couple of really cool scenes, like when he was at the party and he's like dancing to Talking Hats. Yeah. With like Bianca in the wheelchair and everything. Yes. Like, yeah, accepting it. It's a really cool scene. And I thought to myself, if I had to move anywhere in the world, I would move there because apparently those this is the nicest town ever. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's the sweetest the, people. Do you remember the the bowling scene? Yeah. Where, where he's like on a on a date with a real person. Yeah. And um he's like he, he always does this blinking thing where he's got like this red mm-hmm. eyes. Which I think is a genius move because it sort of uh, makes him both like lovable and like helpless and restrained and yeah. just awkward at the same time. Yeah. But there's that scene where he then, because f- f- his first bowling shot just like goes up to completely <laughs> the wrong way. But then there's like the, the couple of minutes later, he actually like hits some pins, mm-hmm. and the way he walks back is just. I think. It, yeah. I think. His, I think his, he's genius in this because he's like restrained, awkward, like smiling, like he's proud of himself, but he doesn't want to show it, and he doesn't know what to do because he's so, so socially awkward. <laughs> it's so sweet. Love that scene. And, and also, I, yeah. oh, sorry, but no, go, on, go, 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 no, 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 go. No, I just want to say I just read uh, that like apparently Ryan Gosling improvised a couple of little moments like before he like walks into the house like him trying to gather his courage and like arguing with himself like should i like ring the doorbell it's just right. yeah like it is a great performance of his maybe not his best like i said but it is oh, great. It is his best it is his best All right <laughs> if you say so <laughs> it just shows his range i think as well because this dude yeah it's it, you throw around the word range and every we, we do it all the yeah. time but it just if you compare the movies that this guy's done it's incredible, like, and it's believable, which is the most important thing. I, I just uh, think he's great in this. And this is directed by the guy who did I, Tonya as well, um, if, if, in case that's a selling point to you. If you love that movie, please check out Lars and the Real Girl. It's a uh, great, great movie. Yeah, and talking about range, I like Ryan Gosling is a sexy actor. He's like the sex symbol. He's like this very bulky guy in a lot of his films. It's like if you look at like The Notebook or... Sure. Uh, La La Land or whatever crazy stupid love especially he's like this bulky like hunk cool guy, hunk yeah he's a hunk he's a hunk and he's a hot guy like even in the place beyond the pines when he is like introduced at the beginning at the carnival he's like handsome Luke all right Dave, calm it down calm it down <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying and in this film he's like the opposite he gains right. some weight for it he's like he's got this mustache and he doesn't seem like himself like he's you wouldn't recognize him in as like 
as like Ryan Gosling, the sexy romantic guy. Right. He's like, he's just Lars. He's socially awkward. I'm glad you said that because I, I forgot to mention this at the beginning of the show. He's I hot. Complete, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but he is a guy, like he's a guy who is well known and most people like him because he's hot, right? He's one of those actors and I compare this, I would compare him in that way to DiCaprio where he's like a guy who everyone loves because he is good looking. But I think these guys, both of these guys are a prime example of that not being like they're not famous because they're hot. They're famous because they're fucking great at what they do. Yeah. And they just they just happen to be good looking and that's that's certainly helping them in like attracting and attracting an audience. But I just think this guy, I mean, you could like him for being good looking, but if you like he, he I love him for him being a fantastic actor. Dude, he's like one of the best actors wearing today. And I yeah. do love uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is one of my favorite actors, but Ryan Gosling is just one of the best actors. Yeah, out there. I would, but I would, I would throw Gyllenhaal in that, in that mix as well. Too. As yeah. well, he's also one of the greats, and we talked about some of his performances. Yeah, yeah, they're both just up there and deserve even more love than they're already getting. Yes. All right, what's your four? No, my number four, like I said, is Place Beyond the Pines. Yes. Amazing film. So uh, back to your number three. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh this is going to be interesting. So my one, two, and three are completely interchangeable. All right. I have no idea how I managed to end up at this ranking, but I'm just not going to change it now. Dude, fair enough. I had a tough time with like one to, uh, one to four. Like, Yeah. This is genuinely... My three was could, could have been number one. Um, All right. I love this movie. <laughs> I don't think it's going to make your list. It's The Ides of March. I wasn't a huge fan of this film either. Okay. It's all yours. I love it. This is one of those movies that I've, I, I could watch this every week. I don't, but I could. <laughs> um, it's a movie directed by George Clooney, and it's about um, sort of George a guy. <laughs> it's <laughs> about George Clooney, yeah. No, George, Clooney, he, George Clooney, he plays a presidential candidate, and Ryan Gosling is his uh, campaign manager. And now, I mean, you got Philip Seymour Hoffman in this. You have Paul Giamatti. You have Marissa Tomei. You have uh, Evan Rachel Wood, and you also have Max Ming—I um, don't know how to pronounce his name—Max Mingella, who is in Social Network. Uh, and this was one of the rare other films that I saw him in, and I was like, "This is the guy from Social Network." Love, lovely What's his to name? see him. Maximin? Max Mingella. He's the That's son of of a famous director. I think his name is uh, Anthony Mingella. Um, now I have to look it up. Because it's probably ah, right. He's got a very recognizable face, but Anthony Miguel, yeah, the guy who wrote *Talented Mr. Handmaiden*. Ripley. That's where I've seen as well. *Handmaiden*. Oh, *Handmaid's Tale*. You mean *Handmaid's Tale*? Sorry. Yeah. And it's just about a story about a presidential campaign, and it's about all the intrigues and uh, the—is uh, that a word? Intrigues about the uh, intricacies. Intricacies. Uh, in- intricacies. Wow. Uh, intrigue or intricacies? Yeah, and just the backstabbing right. and the, um, the the tumultuous nature of uh, politics. And I love the movie, man. I love uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, my favorite actor. And you got, <laughs> I mean, I just listed the cast. It's just incredible. And you got this, uh, that, this is, oh, oh, help me, help me, help me. With the cast. No, not the cast. Just how, how do I talk about this movie? I mean, Dude, uh, like I said, it's all yours. I don't remember that much off the film just because I 
when I don't like a movie as much, like my memory <laughs> goes out the window. Yeah. Well, it's basically it's it, Ryan Gosling. He's he's sort of um, Paul Giamatti play. He's he's the campaign manager for um, the opposing candidates. I'm not sure if Gosling is now the campaign manager. He certainly works or for like George PR Clooney. or something. Like yeah, that, he works because I, th- I think Hoffman is like the big. He's like the main campaign manager. I'm sorry if I got this wrong. But he's sort of tempted to then join the other side because he's so successful. And then he takes a call with Paul Giamatti's character who works for the other side. And then Clooney finds out about this or Hoffman finds out about this. And he's like, why are you thinking of switching teams? And it sounds very basic and maybe a bit like dull. It, it is every anything but that. It's I absolutely love the film. I, I'm, I'm struggling to convey this maybe, but please check it out if you haven't. I mean, it's got... Uh, yeah, it's got some great, great little twists in there, and uh, I think as far as political intrigue like goes, it's an interesting uh, setting, especially since it's not like people in office, but like who, how people like become presidents or right. like uh, do all their like marketing stuff, which is like ninety percent bullshit, right? And sell themselves as people they aren't. It's in that regard, it's a very interesting film. I think it's a very realistic. Um, portrayal of the whole like shenanigans that go on in politics yeah, even I'm though sure this is, is not based on a true story but yeah yeah and it's got some funny moments too and just uh it's like part of a real political party is like said he's like a democrat or a i don't Republican think it's ever, ever. said i don't, right. I don't I'm, 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 it's been a while since i've seen this i'm, I'm, not, I'm not too sure i want to rewatch it for for a special but i didn't get to because i thought to myself there are things that i'd rather rewatch because i didn't think it sure. make my list but who knows maybe if i'd rewatch it it wouldn't have made my list like half nelson but yeah. yeah what's your three my three is a film that you know i fucking love and you said it before there's gonna be another derek Steen friends uh film on my list and it's blue valentine i know it's not gonna be on your list it, because it you only get two list. spots open i pretty sure know what's right. on those spots but i have no idea in which order right uh, anyway, yeah, Derek Christine Franz is an amazing director and he's made four feature films. I've looked it up and on, like three of them are like more widely known. Those three films are Place Beyond the Pines, Light Between the Ocean and Blue Valentine. And Blue Valentine also like Place Beyond the Pines. Obviously stars Ryan Gosling and he plays this. I think it's the most realistic portrayal of love and what it can do to a person and how it can end. Yeah. And it's heartbreaking. It is heart wrench. It's so real that it's uncomfortable. Because the premise of this uh, film is it's set in like two time. Uh, it it's kind of spans two timelines, kind of not what not timelines. It it shows Ryan Gosling when he's chapters. older. <laughs> yeah, maybe chapters. He it uh, it's kind of switched between Ryan Gosling being older and married to Michelle Williams's character. And them having a daughter together, and then them being younger, like uh, five, uh, five to yeah, about five years, five to six years earlier, uh, of them meeting each other, right? And how they are, what long, young love does to them because uh, they're kind of from different worlds. Michelle Williams being like this uh, college student, and Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal, <laughs> he's in this. <laughs> I wish he was. No, and um, fuck, Ryan Gosling. Uh, Ryan Gosling being this like uh, guy who doesn't really have a plan with his life and working like for a moving company and them kind of falling in love because he is like I said in a moving company and he kind of moves the furniture for her like her granddad who moved into a uh, and then uh, elderly home 
and he meets Michelle Williams's character, and them meeting, the first meeting of them, and like the spark hitting and uh, him trying to kind of get her attention, is so sweet and so it, like we said, normal people's, especially you said when you told uh, me about it on our, on the podcast, you said it's like one of the most real and organic conversations and people like how they would act with each other especially when they're in love and this is exactly what this film does yeah. them showing how they fell in love and them showing kind of falling out of love when they're older and trying to at times reunite uh, reignite that spark but it's just love and how it can end and it's so beautiful it is so beautiful like the motel like the love hotel scene they go to yeah is so intense and i still have to think about it it's from time to time because it's yeah amazing and sad and beautiful yeah i listen i agree i agree it this was yeah. it just I, I couldn't put it on the list because there were things that i enjoyed more but i certainly think this is a one of the better love stories told on film yeah and uh, it's got it's it's i mean two remarkable performances by both yeah. ryan gosling and michelle williams They're and i think excellent. that i have to say yeah with because it's a place of uh, beyond the pines and blue valentine uh, both of his films with Derek Sheen France amazing soundtracks they make you feel so hard and yeah I remember that uh, great scene where they're like I mean it's probably the scene where he's like playing ukulele and yeah, she's and she dancing dances. to it yeah. yeah so sweet yeah it's, it's a, it's a great pick yeah. <laughs> but I didn't cry <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you're a manly man I know alright let's put uh, some wrestling films on there yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, right, what's your number two? Well, two is Crazy Stupid Love. All right, then I know what your number one is. Interesting. Maybe. But I don't want to spend too much time on Crazy Stupid Love. Yeah. You could argue that I put it on my number one at the Emma Stone special because, and, and, and you said, I mean, you made a valid argument that she's not really in it for that much. Yeah. And I was like, I agree, but I still love the movie. And I could, as I said, this could be my number one. This is genuinely one of my favorite films. It could I'm surprised be, like, that it isn't. Yeah, it was just, um, I feel like in my number one spot, he had more to do. Yeah. And, um, but crazy stupid, I mean, that I think, please, if, if you want to hear me rave about it, then check out the Emma Stone special. And if you haven't seen it, please check it out. It's, for me, one of the best romantic comedies um, out there. And Ryan Gosling is just so funny in this <laughs> right, <sorry>. <laughs> yeah <laughs> especially towards the end in that whole garden scene i mean it's yeah. one of my favorite moments where where the police just sort of says yeah next time keep it in the family and ryan gosling just breaks and he's like he's just chuckling because uh he's steve carell yeah but yeah, yeah. yeah but like <laughs> steve carell is like boiling inside <laughs> love that scene and love that movie that's my yeah. number two yeah dude cool film and what was that your number nine ten number nine yeah yeah just because it's not like the Ryan Gosling performance it's a funny and cool film and I do love his uh, like role as this like a womanizer who then falls in love yeah but just looking at the list there's just so many other great things that I had to put before it yeah I mean it's fair but um I think it deserves to be up there yeah sure What's your two? Um, same could be said with La La Land, which I have at my number two spot, which you had your six? Five, yeah. Five, all right, sorry. La La Land, uh, nearly put it as my number one, because, but and we're going to get to it with the number one spot, why it was number one. 
is number one. La Land, it is just an amazing performance. Once again, we talked about it on the Emma Stone special, and the same kind of points uh, apply to him uh, as they do for Emma Stone. The amazing thing is just them, not just acting, but also singing and doing so many things in this film, and especially Ryan Gosling, learning uh, to play piano like the way he did. It's amazing because all the shots of him like playing piano is actually him, which is a rare thing for films to do. I dabble in piano playing. What yeah. this guy did is unbelievable. Yeah, like it's, he's incredible. <laughs> I I can't quite grasp how well he played in that short amount of time. How well he, dude, he's a fucking force of nature. He is. <laughs> yeah, he is. That's why he's so amazing, and that's yeah. is why Lalaland is so amazing. Because I would have never seen him as a musical guy. I think nobody did. No, I think. Well, he was in the Mickey Mouse Club, and he was like he started sure, off in the. That's when he was like a little kid, but I think nobody like saw him as that guy. At least I didn't, because I guess more romantic comedy, but him actually being such an amazing singer and musician for this film is, yeah. And the scene, I think my favorite scene, the song that I listen most to from the La La Land soundtrack is still, and of course I'm blanking right now. (laughs) Ah, stars? No, no, no. Um, God, I could have not noticed. Which one is it? <laughs> when they're like uh, walking back from the party and then dancing, when they put on their taps, uh, tap shoes, it's uh, La La Land. It's oh. lovely night. That's what, what it's called. What a waste! <laughs> waste of a lovely night. Yeah, gonna right, 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 right. Forgive my sing. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, check out the Emma Stone special. It was my number one spot there, and I have a whole list of why this film is amazing. I think this has like no. Um, how do I say this? This movie shouldn't work, but the fact the fact that it works is just because the two actors and the director, who's I think a genius already, with the, yeah, um, I mean he's done like what th- three films, three three like, big films, three big films, right, right, right. Right, more, <laughs> more than three, but yeah, um, Damien Chazelle—he's just incredible, and he's yeah. now doing Babylon next with Emma Stone and Brad Pitt, which is very exciting. But La La Land is just—it's just a magical movie, and the the—I mean, you got the, the Iran scene. I love that scene where they sort of meet <laughs> yeah. again, and he she's making fun of him. Iran, the song, not the country. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. That. <laughs> And also, at the the last look that they give each other, yeah, the is ending is just incredible. pure perfection. I disagree with that, but the last look is acting brilliance. Yeah, what they and can manage to convey with a look. I wasn't a huge fan of the last ten minutes or whatever, but I, w- I didn't hate it. But the last look is incredible. And I just have to say, I was also one of the, those people who was like, "All right, La La Land's giving like." like winning all these awards or like being all so hyped and i was like all right let's check it out it's gonna be sh- i'm sure it's gonna be cool because i watched whiplash with you, uh, with you before i watched this film and i do like emma uh stone and ryan gosling but i did not expect this film to blow me away the way it did and i think yeah. a lot of people didn't expect that and yeah it deserves all the love absolutely got. great music i mean yeah. incredible music as well all right, right, so I think number one number, spot. yeah, it's yeah. definitely the first same. time we got the same number one spot, and I'm yeah. so glad we did. It is uh, Blade Runner 2049. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? 
What is it? Uh, the Believer. What Ryan Gosling meme is it? <laughs> the <laughs> the Believer. Notebook. Come on, the Notebook. <laughs> which is it? Which is an omission that might be controversial? The Notebook. A lot of people love the Notebook. <laughs> I know. I know. Maybe we can talk about it with honorable mention. But yeah, sorry. Yeah. It is Blade no, 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 Runner no, no, twenty forty nine. Blade Runner twenty forty nine. A movie that yeah. uh, managed to do the impossible of actually living up to like a a, a cult classic, and uh, to, to like and a sequel that is justified. And, and after sort of, yeah. so after so long because the f- yeah. original Blade Runner came out in the 80s and yeah it's, yeah it's been quite a time some time yeah I mean I remember because I, I loved the first Blade Runner and yeah. when I heard that Denis Villeneuve who we talked about many times on the podcast was going to do the sequel with Ryan Gosling and just uh, just nerdgasm if that's a word but then like actually watching the movie it came around like it came out around my birthday and I remember we postponed watching it because I had like a celebration planned and I was like fuck that's when the fucking movie comes out and I was like please let's let's watch it together like the next day yeah. or whatever and I was um, thankful that uh, you guys were down to do that I just I, I remember I saw it I think I think three times in the theater I kept yeah I saw it twice as well I kept uh, like grabbing people and telling them to watch this because it's incredible yeah and oh, another movie that flopped unfortunately because it was such a big budget well flop yeah i mean critically it was no of course highly not. praised but yeah. sadly like the big masses didn't go to see it because i guess a lot of people like the new generation don't know what blade runner is or those who have heard of it haven't yeah. seen the original or didn't flock out to see it and the runtime was yeah. sort of part of that as well yeah nearly three hours that's yeah. quite some time that scares people off right but um please check it out. I mean, yeah. it's just incredible. You got some of the greatest visuals on screen. And as we said, it's got like a, it had a huge budget and every single penny, you can see why they needed it because uh, I think, um, I don't know if for sure, but I, I would argue that a lot of the sets were practical. And um, I think somewhere, yeah. Sure. Well, yeah. You couldn't do all of them. <laughs> you couldn't of course, do all but... of them, yeah. But um, the director, he sort of, I know now the a Dune trailer just came out and he talked I about know. practical like practical effects and how much he values those and I think <laughs> it's apparent in Blade Runner. I came too. so close to watching the trailer and I never watched trailers, but I'm just so excited by now. There was like a whole reveal event where, which Stephen Colbert uh, hosted. Oh really? He like interviewed the cast and then it ended with the reveal of the trailer and I watched the whole thing and I was like, dude. I had yeah. goosebumps like all over, even though I I, I still have no interest in that movie. If it wasn't for Denis Villeneuve directing it, genuinely, yeah. but it, the trailer looks 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 awesome. But talking about Denis Villeneuve, if every time an actor has done a film with Denis Villeneuve, we've put it in like at least like in the top three spot. He's one of the best of that person's list because every single film that he's done, as far as I've seen, I'm only missing one. I think is like a masterpiece and he's he's yeah. amazing he's absolutely he amazing he definitely is and yeah like you said like actually managing ex- expectations yeah after so many years because later on uh the original is such a beloved and one of the maybe most loved sci-fi films maybe a part of like star wars just because star wars is his own alien thing. yeah but yeah i wasn't a huge fan of blade runner the first i did like it but i think i was like the expectations were too high, but when I rewatched it, I really loved it. I know you still don't believe me. <laughs> I believe you. When I say it at the time. I believe because you, I believe you. For some reason, I need to rewatch some film, uh, some films to really appreciate them. Like, oh, a dude. With, like, Half Nelson. We all do. And now I 
fucking love Blade Runner. Just and when you see Blade Runner and then you watch Blade Runner twenty forty nine, which yeah, I also watched more than once in the cinema because it's such an amazing experience in IMAX. All that sound, all that that soundtrack of everything moving in this film feels so real. Yeah, and actually bringing back moments from the first film and incorporating in in the second one, yeah. but still being a standalone film that you could tell somebody watch later 249 they would if they like sci-fi would absolutely love it or like cyberpunk is more i guess the genre <laughs> but yeah. i would yeah. still recommend to watch the first movie definitely and before. i think you appreciate it more and just get yeah. more out of some scenes but i think it's still me- all right as a standalone film but yeah definitely watch the first one yeah watch the final cut version of the first one yeah. and then watch <laughs> right that's important because there's like four versions yeah, of five so many versions, yeah but it's just yeah i mean the first one is sort of about a guy who basically blade runner there are replicants in blade runner and then there's blade runners who are hunting replicants yeah replicants being like man-made artificial humans right and in the first labor one, Sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. And uh, in the first one, Harrison Ford plays the Blade Runner. And um, it's got very philosophical elements to it, an aspect yeah. to it, because he might not be who he thinks he is. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and You could say that, yeah. The way in which they play with that element of the film in the second one is genius. It yeah. is genius. Because you think you know where it's going, and then <laughs> you have no idea where it's going. <laughs> and it... Is even better than you're like, all right, that's a pretty cool concept what they did there. I love yeah. it. And then he does something else. That's even better. Yeah. Just that's just shows that then even Jeff was the right guy for a job. I mean, he didn't necessarily write the screenplay, but just how he uh, portrayed it on screen or yeah. made it happen is, yeah, he was the right guy for a job because anybody else could have fucked it up so hard and it would have been forgotten in time. But well, it's written by the same guy who wrote the first one. Right. And um, obviously, the first one was directed by Ridley Scott, who um, then produced the, the second one. He yeah. didn't direct the second right. one, obviously. But, Ridley uh, Scott being the sci-fi director. Right. right, right, right. And Hampton, Fa- Hampton Fancher is the guy who uh, wrote both movies. And they're, both, uh, they're based on a Philip K. Dick story. Um, <laughs> do androids dream of electric sheep? No, but that's... Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one thing I know about Philip K. Dick. Um, but yeah, please. I mean... Don't let the runtime scare you off. Please seek out Blade Runner yep. 2049. It's got Ryan Gosling. as It's one of his best performances for sure. And yeah, just an amazing love story with Anadamas. Yeah. And Whew, wow. Well, yeah, amazing. I was going to say there's some great like sci-fi um, scenes that you haven't seen before, especially with um, there's like an element where he has like a, um, an AI girlfriend yep. and then a real life person or girl also is implemented there because obviously he can't physically touch the AI. So he, um, and then she like treats him and hires a, a, a prostitute to sort of play her body, which sounds, uh, yeah. sounds about as weird as it is. It wouldn't work in so many films. Yeah. But it works in this one for sure. It it's, does. Yeah. It's just the, the visuals are just incredible in this. And amazing action because they don't shy away oh, from action, just cut from, from with every punch, but you just see how people like, hit each other and like yeah. when somebody gets hit by a bolt you just see it like plop out or like at one point like f- missiles or something like that are thrown on to people and you just see the arms and everything flying off because not to 
like show too much score they don't like zoom in it oh my god look what we're doing here like to just put it realistically just a gruesome world where human life is so dispensable yeah i mean for just the first scene where like he fights batista dave yeah. batista oh, what a scene what a scene dude and incredible i love the quote from him which i still have to think about regularly where he just says i like to keep an empty stomach border before the hard part of the day is done and it's and then you have the scene which is coming up and then him looking at the pot. Yeah. It's such a cool scene. <laughs> yeah, I mean we could go on and on about this. Yeah, it is a really sci fi epic that um yeah. more people should see. And uh please seek it out if you haven't. It's yeah. it's just an incredible double feature if you watch the first one and then the second one. It's it's quite remarkable because as you said, they were like thirty five years, I think, in between. Yeah. The two films. Could be, yeah. Uh, Somewhere around that. And, um, yeah, I mean, it was 82 in 2017, yeah. Yeah. 35. All right, that's it. That's the best thing that we've seen from Ryan Gosling. And we can now say that that's the best thing we've seen because it is genuinely the the same thing. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure you would love it as well. I don't know anybody who disliked it. If you yeah. are not completely opposed to that kind of genre, you're going to love it. Yeah. What's your... Uh, do you have some honorables? Yeah, um, a film that's maybe quite controversial uh, is Only God Forgives, I finally watched, which I have had on Blu-ray for the longest time, and I actually really enjoyed. Love that movie. Yeah. Yes, Gabe. It's universally hated, and well, it, I liked it. it I, would, I, would, I would say it's similar to Stay in that way, where a lot of people didn't get it. Maybe I mean, a lot of people say it's, it's style over substance, and yes. at times I kind of agree with them, but it's got amazing scenes and so it is violent a cool film. yeah so violent but as well. in a very cool way love that movie almost made my list yeah it's one of my right. four honorables yeah go on and let's see if we have the same honorables too <laughs> oh, actually we, we can't because all of my honorables you've already mentioned sorry all right. <laughs> notebook oh, well. no 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 well no i will just, I, i'd say it's an honorable mention for me but just because it's like one of the romantic films yeah of like our generation or maybe the one before that like still talked about it's like yeah yeah one of the big romantic films and like i said the believer is a very interesting film that's the one thing i it's one of the two things that i didn't see yeah um, that's an interesting film so based on true story of a jewish man who joined a nazi group and wants to kill jewish people a very young very delusional what's a very young (laughs) (laughs) a very young ryan gosling a very young ryan gosling yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs> with uh, Summer Phoenix, Joe and Phoenix's sister, playing oh. his uh, love interest. Well, okay. very, very weird scene. Please watch the film so we can talk about this scene because it's it's very weird. <laughs> it's yeah, okay. It felt very eyes wide shut. Oh wow, okay. Yeah. Some masks involved. No, not really. But yeah, just check it out. Uh, what's on your? Uh, sorry, what's on your honorable list? Well, we, some of them we already talked about. I mean, they would drive. Blue Valentine, yeah. Big Short, and Only God Forgives. Those are sort of the main four honorables. But now, right. since we already talked about them, I want to give a quick shout out. To, I watched the, the things that I watched for this are like, um, I watched Lost River, which I is his meant to watch it as well. Yeah, directorial debut, How which he it? doesn't star in. But I mean, I think it's the, I think it's not only his debut; it's the only film he's directed so far. Yeah, it was weird. You could sort of see the Refn influences there. All right. um, in like style over substance, I would say that I didn't love the movie. Um, very weird, very weird. 
and you got Christina Hendricks and and Ben Mendelsohn in this who were like actors that he worked with so it it was quite funny and interesting to see because Hendricks was in Drive and uh, Mendelsohn was in uh, Place Beyond the Pines and he sort of like picked the actors that he worked with to star in his own movie which I thought was quite funny um, but I, I'm not even going to try and begin to, to explain the movie because it is. I, I couldn't. It's very weird. <laughs> I also watched um, Murder by Numbers, the Sandra Bullock detective uh, drama, crime mystery thing. It wasn't on my radar at all. It, it, was, it was quite interesting. That's one of those movies that's actually good, even though it's bad. <laughs> yeah, Ryan Gosling and I don't remember the other guy's name now. I'm sorry. But they're like two kids who like kill someone just because they want to do it. They like want to plan the perfect crime and they want to get away with it. And they're just like bored out of their skull and they're just killing someone. And Sandra Bullock is just trying to figure out what the hell is going on as the police detective. Interesting. All right. Very weird. Got some of the worst CGI I've ever seen at the end. There's like a fall involved and it is so bad, Uh, but it is like a movie from 2002. Yeah, it's like a movie from the uh, early 2000s, like experimenting with CG is just... Yeah. Can, yeah, it's quite terrible at times. Yeah. Michael Pitt is the other young guy's actor. I just looked it up. All right. Um, and did you get to watch uh, United States of Leland or I Solitude? No. I think it's the German title. No, I, I didn't. I, there's two things I didn't get to watch that I wanted to yeah. see, which was The Believer and United States of Leland. One thing that I did watch, the last thing I want to talk about is All Good Things, which is the Frank, uh, sorry, the Robert Durst story. Right, yeah. Um, when That's, I think, from like 2010, something like that, um, where he plays like... He plays a fictionalized version of Robert Durst. And it's very interesting. He's, it's just like this slow deterioration into madness. He plays a very creepy guy who's in a relationship with Kirsten Dunst. And um, at one time he dresses as a woman. He's a very psych... Obviously, he's a very... Uh, he's like a psychopath in this. And it's a side that I haven't seen before uh, in Ryan Gosling. And he, he plays it quite well, but the movie as a whole isn't really great. Um, even though, also from yeah that I want to watch, but I for some reason I thought it was by uh, Lars von Trier. Maybe just because of Kirsten Dunst. No, it's it's directed by the same guy who then did the Robert Durst documentary for HBO. Oh. So right. I thought that was quite quite interesting. And it stars Frank Langella and uh, Philip Baker Hall. You're going to say maybe you don't know the names, but you no know idea, them when yeah. you see them. And it's got a good cast in it too. But the movie as a whole wasn't, it, it didn't crack my list. And what was funny about both of those films, Murder by Numbers and All Good Things. In All Good Things, Nick Offerman, he plays Kirsten Dunn's brother. He's got like a prevalent role in this as a brother. And then I watched Murder by Numbers and Nick Offerman shows up to like one scene as a cop. Sandra Bullock, <laughs> uh, like a, uh, um, uh, what's the word? A, um, a fe- Just a fellow cop, right? right? Someone she works with. And I was like, is that Nick Offerman again? <laughs> Literally for just one scene. Dude, it's before his career took off, right? Yeah. But, yeah. And Remember the Titans is something that I also haven't seen. But that's one thing. Yeah. I, it's supposed to be very good, but I'm not a big football fan, like American yeah, football fan. Also, a quick shout out to Song to Song, which I know you love. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't like this one either, did you? I, I liked it, yeah. Did you? Yeah, more, more than, uh, more than King of Cups, I think. <laughs> okay. Night, Night of, of Cups. Cups. I'm sorry. King yeah. of, King's Cup, the, the, the drinking. <laughs> and also, I think that I want to mention with uh, Lars and the Real Girl, he reminded me so much of Joaquin Phoenix in Her. Maybe it sure. was just a mustache of and just him being alone and socially story, awkward. But, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Last thing I want to say, yeah. the year 2011 is probably the most impressive year for any actor I've ever seen. 
Ryan Gosling in 2011, he did Drive, mm-hmm. which I did make my list, but I still like. He did Crazy Stupid Love and Ides of March. Those are two of my favorite films. He nice. did all of those in one year. Incredible. <laughs> Dude, he is incredible. He's and incredible. He's, I mean, his film career, like, taking off and doing things has not been that long, but it's been filled with so many cool things. Incredible. Yeah. And the next thing, uh, which we talked about on a previous episode as well, is a movie called The Gray Man, directed by the Russo brothers with, you, you remember? With, yeah, um, with Chris, uh, Chris Evans. Evans. Yeah. Cannot wait for that, if we ever get to see it. <laughs> dude, yeah. Looking forward to it. Yeah. And, dude, what a list. What I, a list. I, dude, I love this list and I love this special. Yeah. Just because, yeah, so many cool things that we got to talk about. Absolutely. What a career. And, um, yeah, once again, hopefully we, we talked about some things that you haven't seen before. And we, we yeah. did also we did only talk about movies except for, obviously, thank you for your uh, number 10 spot. Yeah. But this was, a, a, once again, a, char- a guy that is known for his movies. And if we yeah. would, I, I keep, whenever I say this, I, I have like Brian Cranston in mind. Who is Dude, now, I thought the same thing yeah. today when I, fuck, I thought about people we could talk about who did films and TV. Yeah. But he's like one of the very few. I think I think there's more than we think. I think there's more well, a lot of big show actors like stick with shows or like do the same role for a very long time and then like don't break into movies as well. Like True. a lot of the time, not always, but a lot of the time. But I think well, like, maybe with, shows yeah, are like more mainstream now. Like Amy Adams did Sharp Objects. Yeah, Nicole Kidman I, is doing Big Little Lies. Yeah, I want to mention her. Yeah, maybe like something like that could be in there. But yeah, it's maybe mostly just one thing. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to sort of, mix and match. You know, over the years, they can, like, uh, these things can stack, and then they actually did, like, three great TV sure. things. But, but like, Brian Cranston is the very few people who did a sitcom and yeah. then broke into, like, serious roles, which yeah. is very rare. So, Well, we'll have to do who a knows? special on him someday. But um, yeah. hopefully, as we said before, this was a requested episode um, as well. We, we, we would have done to it, that too. person. Yes. And um, we hope... Um, we hope it, it's uh, satisfied. <laughs> and uh, yeah, as always, I mean, that's it. That's the list. And um, thank you so much for listening. This was fun. Yeah, had a great time. Thank you so much. And as always, you can find us on Twitter or Instagram under Best Thing Radio, where you can see the great uh, cover art that Flo's going to do for this episode. It's going to be four pictures of prominent Ryan Gosling roles, which I'm looking forward to. <laughs> yeah, probably. He's also doing the great intro. Which you have already heard. I haven't because, you know. Yeah, I haven't editing. heard it either. I haven't heard it either. I hope it's good. I hope it's good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And you can find us, of course, on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. We really appreciate a like or subscribe. It really helps us out. Maybe a review, thumbs up, thumbs down, whatever. And yeah, tell us what you think. Yeah. And maybe you get to watch one of those things. Maybe something you haven't heard about. And if you like to check it out and maybe write us about it. Yeah, please do. And uh, we'll be back with another, with a stacked episode next week. Yeah. Of so a regular many things to episode. Talk about. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll be back uh, next week and uh, have a good week. And please spread the word about the show. And um, yeah, take care. Eat something good. What, 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 what? Come on, give us what some, else? Give us some uh, of the favorites. What else is there? I don't, I don't remember. Have fun. I don't know. Good weekend. No, it comes out on Monday. Yeah. And- <laughs> have a great week I don't know enjoy Ryan Gosling is what you do yes enjoy looking at Ryan Gosling <laughs> <laughs> just listen to him such a good right. voice right, whatever <laughs> alright <laughs> right, take care bye bye <laughs> bye <laughs>